Broadcasting. From the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studios. Sports Talk. This is my manly voice. Sports. Wildcard Sports. FinalDraftRadio.com. What is up? Welcome on in. You're listening to Wildcard Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm your host, as always, Will. Joined by my awesome co-host, Steven. Steven, thanks for coming on. Of course, got a great show ahead of us today. Oh, yeah, always a great show. Yeah, we're down a couple people today. Of course, uh, Chuck uh, couldn't make it in as well. Trina, I think, is uh, trying to figure out what they're the, what they're going to do, uh, you know, to overcome that Chris Paul injury for the Rockets. Every time uh, she comes back, we go on a winning streak, Yeah, man. it's she true. Needs she needs to keep it up. To, she needs to get back here. Up. I don't know. I, I, think, I, I think I heard the Rockets might be signing her to you know a 10-day contract I'll or something right while, now, man. Uh, while she Chris could ball out. out she could ball out <laughs> she might have to fill that void for us but of course got a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports the NFL is really shaping out I mean my goodness I, I think like three weeks ago we thought we pretty much had it locked up the top four seeds man, man there is a lot of shifting going around in the NFL which we got to get to a little bit later as well of course the Rockets yeah as we said you know had a little bit of a winning streak um, and then of course lost last night and got a big injury with Chris Paul we got to get to as well and then, of course, the Astros made a pretty big signing this past week. We're going to kind of dive into that a little bit as well. But first thing we got to get to today, of course, is those Houston Texans moved to 10-4 and on the year after their 29-22 victory at the Jets on Saturday. Stephen, we were worried about that game, of course, being a little bit of a trap game. You really saw the Texans go out there, start off really, really hot, got up 16-3 to in the first half, mm-hmm. and then it seemed like they gave it away. It kind of seemed like the same old, same old happening again for the Texans. But I think this is a big win. Of course, bumped them up to the two-seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that the Patriots lost on this one, but I mean, what did you see from the Texans? Were you encouraged from Were you encouraged from this win, or is this something you know they should have closed the game a little bit earlier? Well, first off, shout out to Chuck because he was very he was pretty <laughs> much spot on. Uh, a little bit different on the point side, but he was spot on that it was going to be close. Uh, I was dead wrong on that it was going to be a blowout. Yeah, and I just thought this was the kind of team getting ready to go in the playoffs. You needed this win. Mm-hmm. You got to come in and make a statement. And I don't think they did that, but they did close the deal and get the win so for me I want to see a little bit more consistency now obviously with Lamar Miller going out that affects your running game Mm -hmm. I've never been big on Alfred Blue I mean everybody likes their second string guy when it's for their team like I've some guys that people never heard of on the Patriots that I really like but he's just not effective so what I think they need to do is they need to really talk and look at can they use Foreman? Because mm-hmm. if Miller's going to be out for an extended period of time or if he can't come back and be effective, they need something else out of that running game. They really do, yeah. And, I mean, Deontay Foreman, I think it, he's been saying for a month before they cleared him that he's been yep. ready to go. So, I mean, it's really – I don't know if maybe they're saving him for the playoffs. They want to make sure – It would it would be smart, but you still uh, – in a for the running back – that's not an elite running back. He's got to get reps. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 percent on that one. Just because, yeah, you know, you took you look at Lamar Miller, and that's an, another thing with Lamar Miller. Of course, they've really tried to conserve him throughout most of the year to make sure he's ready to go for the playoffs. So this is a huge injury if it is going to be one of those injuries that lingers on into the playoffs. But that being said, you know, of course, it was a very, very ugly win. A uh, very ugly win. Uh, you know, the Texans they had plenty of opportunities to really turn it into a blowout yes, and really and close the deal on it. But of course, a win is a win. And 
and they got to 10 and four on the year. And now they do hold that number two seed, which we've been talking about. It's going to be absolutely huge for them going into the playoffs. If they want to have any shot, in my opinion, of getting to the Super Bowl or really even an AFC championship game at this point, they have to be able to play one uh, at least one to two games at home in the playoffs, which at this point, it looks like they're going to get at least one if they can take care of business. Mm -hmm. But of course, diving deep into the game, of course, you know, I was, again, really, really encouraged with what I saw from the offense outside of a couple things. Now, you saw Deshaun Watson, 22 of 28, 294 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. The thing that I loved out of Watson that I saw, of course, was the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He is turning into an elite fourth quarter quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at it. Watson, it now in the fourth quarterback, fourth quarterback, the fourth quarter, has a quarterback rating of 107.3. And, a, and in the overtime, he actually has a 113.9 overtime quarterback rating. I mean, Deshaun Watson, I don't know if we're kind of seeing the maturation before our eyes, but to me, he's kind of turning into an elite closer and an elite quarterback, especially in those clutch times. Well, he's been in those clutch times before in college. Yeah. And now we're actually seeing a full ser- a full serving of what he can do. Mm-hmm. So I've never been too much down on him because of the youth. It's more of the coaching side of it, some of the key mistakes that, mm-hmm. that are made there in crunch times, especially in playoff games yes. that we've seen in the past. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> I, we better not see J.J. Watt in a oh. wildcat for the rest of his as, career. As long as, as long as they're not uh, playing my Chiefs. If they're playing my Chiefs, then you go ahead and put them in there. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, that was it was just terrible. So as long as we don't see things like that, Keep it in the in the hands. In 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 his defense, um, O'Brien, I don't really defend him, but in his defense, he's never had a dynamic quarterback like yeah. this before. So I think with his kind of play, I mean that's stellar numbers. What you just said, that, yeah. those are Joe Flacco type that, playoff numbers. Yeah, there numbers. you go, Joe Flacco. There's my guy, Elite <laughs> uh-huh, Flacco. Yeah, yeah, you need to do his resume for him. <laughs> but um, I mean, looking at that, I was very. That's the one thing that was solid. And uh-huh. if he can say, I mean, look at that, 29 points on the road mm-hmm. against a team that's. That's it's trying, a stingy I mean, defense. I yeah, mean, they've got some players. Defense. You know, I mean, Jamal Adams is an, a Pro Bowl safety right. out there. Coming I mean, from that, they they're usually not a cold a cold uh, cold a cold weather team. Yeah, and they're also more of a dome team mm-hmm. to go out there and play. You know, in the in admit life is not easy to do. So hopefully they can get back there for their case. Yeah, and you know we'll see. But I, I liked the offense, especially with Miller going out. I yeah. liked what they were able to do. Put up 29 points was very efficient. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, going back to it, I mean, of course, they were able to get this one without the running game, but I mean, going to, you know, we've talked about it in the past few weeks. I mean, it's it seems like one of those clear indicators when the Texans lose, it's because they can't get that running game going, or at least that's a major facet into mm-hmm. it. And of course, Lamar Miller going down early, that's definitely not something that's going to help with that. But overall, yeah, you have to be impressed with the Texans' ability to still get the ball moving. And of course, not that the Jets are a great team or anything, Thing, but that's still a stingy defense. Mm-hmm. And as you said, going up in there into a cold weather, hostile environment, that's something that could be indicative to what they're going to be able to do in the playoffs because, of course, they are going to be playing a lot of in a lot of or playing a lot of cold weather teams, especially if they don't get that first round by. But that being said, of course, you know, there are, of course, uh, the, I think, the, of course, the player of the game for sure had to be DeAndre Hopkins. Another just game where he just absolutely took over. From, from what I've seen, it looks like they trust Hopkins and they trusted. Uh, Watson more to mm-hmm. build that relationship, and that's going to be key. Yeah, that's going to be key. I mean, even with Lamar Miller back, I mean he's not an elite back, so you're going to need if you got a team that can actually defend that, you're mm-hmm. going to need to trust that trust Watson with Hopkins because I mean 
Yeah, Hopkins is the best receiver in the league. Right I was now. literally just right about now, to ask he's, you he's that. Best yeah. Receiver in the league. yeah, I mean, and I, I honestly can't argue with you in that because I mean, I don't think there's another wide receiver where the offense seems like it is completely run through him. Of course, the mm-hmm. Texans, you know, they want to establish the run game, and that's always been a big part of their offense. But the fact is that DeAndre Hopkins is always the go-to guy. That is the guy that this offense runs through. You know, third-down situations, or really even you know long, you know, any type of schematic play that they draw up to get the ball downfield. It's always going to Hopkins mm-hmm. and I mean I've never seen or at least in the last few years I've never seen a wide receiver that really is able to take over a game like DeAndre Hopkins and I've just been incredibly impressed the crazy thing about it is the only team that I think can really neutralize him uh, if they end up playing in the playoffs is is New England and the only reason why I say that is because New England will put three guys on him. oh yeah they will literally which sometimes hurts us, mm-hmm. but they will literally put three guys on him and try to shut him down. Everybody else is going to try to challenge him. Yeah. And they're going to try to challenge Watson to get over there. So I believe, man, if if they get in this playoffs and they can make make it very effective way to get the ball to him and get him going, mm-hmm. because receivers, man, they're divas. You got to get these guys yeah. going early and often and and let them. Hey, we believe in you. We're we're going to put you. You know, you're going to put the team on your back mm-hmm. to get us to the home stretch. And I think he can be that guy. He's a he right now. He's the best receiver going into the playoffs. I agree. And I and I mean, I've ne- I, as I said before. I mean, you go look at it, and I mean, you look at the Texans team as a whole. You can look at some of their weaknesses, which overall, I mean, on paper, they seem like a complete team. Again. You did see him, which I'll get into here in a second. You saw him struggle with another speedy receiver. I talked about it last week. Right. Robbie Anderson had seven catches, 96 mm. yards, and a touchdown. That can't happen. Exactly. Because you're going up against Robbie Anderson's times three in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Tyree every Kill, single Antonio team, Every Baron single Brown. team has a guy exactly. that, that's good. So, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, that being said, of course, going back to it as far as the, as far as the Texans go, I mean, yeah, the rushing attack, that definitely has to be there. But, I mean, there are things overall that you have to be really encouraged going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And honestly, going into it, this Sunday going and playing at Philly, this could be a statement game for the Texans to really establish themselves as a potential Super Bowl championship team. Now, whether or not they actually go out there and do that, I am, of course, skeptical of that. But going into Philadelphia, Philadelphia is coming off a huge win against the Los Angeles Rams. Nick Foles back, so which, hey, a little bit later on, I'm going to see what you think about a possible uh, Carson Wentz trade after that. So, Man, uh, they they gave a lot for him. Yeah. I mean, it would would make more sense because it's easy to come off the bench, man, uh-huh. and you know, the guys need you, and hey, man, come on, we just got one game to win, and uh-huh. you go out there and you give it your all, but Nick Foles has shown in the past, he can't do that over yeah. a stretch, but he's also has never had this kind of support system being Certainly. a starter outside of the old Eagles that he played for. Yeah, I agree 100% on that one, and I mean, I think Nick Foles could be a solid quarterback. Now, Carson Wentz, of course, his talent alone, you have to say, is, is up there, but we'll get into right, that a little right, bit right. later. I'll definitely uh, get your thoughts on that, but yeah, back to the Texans, of course, you know, going into the playoffs, I mean, right now, of course, they're sitting at 10 and 4. There's still a slim chance the Colts could overtake them for the division lead, but you have to say at this point, it's pretty much locked up that they're going to be division champs as long as they can take care of business one of these next two weeks. Right. That being said, how important is it for you for the Texans to get a bye? If the Texans don't get a bye, do you think this team can get to an AFC championship game? For me, it's not that important. And the only reason why I say that. I say this because they need to beat someone who is a very good team to have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. That's just, I mean, that's just how I feel. It's the exact same way with the Astros last year. I felt like, look, if you play Boston and you beat Boston, you're going to win the Mm -hmm. series. Now, they didn't didn't beat them, but look what Boston did when they went into the championship series. They took care of business easily. They took care of business. And then when you look at 
these elite teams, they beat elite teams to get there. Mm. There's never really the easy road outside of the Warriors when everybody mm. got hurt. Yeah. But look how they hurt them the next time when they went 73-9 and yeah. and then got beat. Yeah, yeah. So uh, By the GOAT. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so uh, – <laughs> Oh, man. You sound, like you, you sound like you want to say something Hey, there. man, you know what? We, look, well, look, that's we, we got another uh, uh, session for that. We, we'll, we'll get back to that. Five LeBrons versus any five other players, and, he, and nobody – else can say that no five lebrons could beat any team yeah, any all time team unless it gets a cramp unless it gets a cramp but anyway yeah we go we go back to it i think they need to go to new england to kansas city to la and or for la it depends on who gets that number one seat if they have yeah. to go to them but i think they gotta go on the road and punch somebody in the face yeah that does something for your confidence that does something for the city because mm-hmm. like i told chuck the city is not behind this team the way. I, okay, look at the fan bases for all the playoff Whoa, teams. They're calling out these Texans fans. You got fans. to. You got to. I will. We worked retail together. I know. How many times would a whole family of JJ Watt jerseys <laughs> in them in the mall shopping? Not watching. The you game. can't. You're you right. go to Chicago. That doesn't happen. Yeah. That doesn't happen. You go to Kansas City. That doesn't happen. Uh-huh. But these these other these other cities like Miami was considered one where uh-huh. it was just oh it was it's pretty cool we'll go to a heat yeah. game tonight that's something fun to do but they're not they're not football team uh, cities and that's why the, these Dallas Cowboys fans that live here can pick on you guys because you're not really sold on the team. All right. Well, hey, I think it's time for them to get behind them because I think this Texans team is for real and hopefully they can show well, up that's this what Sunday. they need if they yeah. can go beat a team really I mean uh, one of these playoff contending teams they, they can go knock them out. Then that that will help the city yeah. get behind them. Well, we'll see what happens. Of course, one other uh, little thing before we go to break. Of course, Kai Fairbairn, five of five with a long of fifty three yards. He was That's the AFC special teams That's player solid. of the week. That's going to be huge going into the playoffs, yeah. I think. All right. Well, coming up here, we're going to dive into a little bit of some more local Houston teams. Those Rockets, of course, coming off a loss last night after winning five straight. Also, the Astros made some interesting nudes uh, or made an interesting move. And as well, of course, we'll dive into the NFL, see what that playoff picture looks like a little bit later on. But stay tuned. You're listening to Wildcard Sports on Vinyl draft radio radio <laughs> connect with will and trina on facebook or go to vinyldraftradio.com lori copy a name you can trust lori copy a branch manager with prime lending serving the clear lake area for over 28 years lori why are you saying it like that copy helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs lori seriously copy if you're purchasing refinancing or renovating your home visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need mls number 176539 equal housing lender lori copy no for god's sake i'm the son and I love to make a hot mess out of your expensive hair color. And I'm Brenda Olivares of the Beauty Boss Show. Don't let the sun ruin your hair color. Reverse that brassy mess with IGK, Mixed Feelings Purple Toning Drops. Mixed Feelings turns any styling product, shampoo, or conditioner into a purple toner that cools your hot, brassy blonde. Mix the products and the drops together in your hands before applying. Mixed Feelings by IGK at your local salon. If your local salon doesn't currently have mixed feelings, let them know that they can order it from RDA Promart of Webster, Pasadena, Pearland, or Lake Jackson. Salons, ask for the Beauty Boss Special. When you purchase 10, you get one free. That's right. I said one free for back bar use. Uh, I'm having mixed feelings. Listen or watch previous episodes in our audio and video archives. Just go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Just look for Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. 
What is up? Welcome back on in. You're listening to Wildcard Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Thank you guys, of course, so much for tuning in. I'm your host, as always, Will, joined by Steven. Got a lot to get to today. Of course, been talking about those Texans on their way, hopefully, to a division championship, if as long as they can take care of business this week or next week, and hopefully get that first round by. I uh, got a lot of stuff, of course, uh, that needs to go their way. Of course, it, uh, it's good that they control their own destiny at mm-hmm. this point, but they still need to go in there and prove that they are a Super Bowl contending team. But another team in the Houston area that's been disappointing most of this year, although uh, did win five or had a five game winning streak going into yep. last week, was those Houston Rockets. Of course, uh, they had won five straight, uh, beating some really good teams. Of course, the Lakers, Portland, um, and then before they set an NBA record three point or three point record in a game against the Washington. Wizards. Uh, they did proceed, of course, to lose last night to the Miami Heat 101 99. Big storyline in this one, really, honestly, the only storyline for the Rockets. Again, it comes down to injuries again. Chris Paul injured. Uh, looks like he strained his hamstring, possibly, and he is out indefinitely. And now you look at it on the year, Stephen. Rockets are now 0 5 without Chris, or starting without Chris Paul. They're 0 5, and they have lost nine straight going back to last year without Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Rockets. I think it's it's simple to say this: the Rockets have to find a way, a way to win without Chris Paul. But I don't know. Are you thinking at this point can they do it? Because it seemed like they had finally hit that turning point, and then you know the story again: injuries. It's going to be tough um, because, in my opinion, when you look at James Hall, I mean, I'm sorry, James Harden. Mm-hmm. With James Harden, he needs that leadership to take the pressure off him where he can go score, score 40 yeah. 35 you know and put up ridiculous numbers which by the way I think uh, he he was in the company of I think Clyde Drexler and I think it was Jordan mm-hmm. of guys that had those 40 point stretches with these doubles yeah. I mean it's, it's it's ridiculous man how he's been playing but he does not lead unfortunately so when you when that onus comes back on him I'm gonna I'm predicting a point drop yeah, I mean, obviously a point drop because he can't keep this up. But I'm predicting, I mean, it's going to be some struggles. I, I hate to say it uh, because I'm a fan, but looking at it, I mean, Chris Paul makes them go. Yeah, which is he really does. Justifiably why they paid him the money they paid him. But this is something that, you know, shout out to my guy Chuck. You know, <laughs> Chuck, I hope he gets old. some rest. He's but old. He, he's old. And you got to go be innovative to go find someone out there that can bring that veteran leadership. There's a reason why Jason Terry was in the league yeah. as long as he was because he he brought that energy um, on that side of it. It wasn't like he was just the lead the the leading scorer on the team or the leading defender, but he put guys in position mentally to be where they needed to be. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, you hope, of course, Chris Paul can provide some of that from the bench, but I mean, they haven't shown an ability to do that without mm-hmm. him on the court. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you look at it, I mean, I'm not sure there could have been a worse time, I mean, outside of maybe going into the playoffs for this to happen as far as looking at the schedule because you look ahead to the schedule. Rockets have the Spurs tomorrow, yeah. then the Thunder on Tuesday, yeah. then the Celtics on Thursday, yeah. then they get at the Pelicans, yeah. home against the Grizzlies, at Golden State, at Portland, Denver Bucks. They know, can go like one and nine. They, th- this could be one Maybe. of the, this could be one of those kind of nail in the coffins. Maybe at least as far as getting a top four seed because you if you lose you, you know eight you or got, nine games out of the trade, man. They, they got guys out there. I mean, at this point, I mean. Whew. They, they got they got guys out there they, where you can. You, I think they're too focused they, they on def- getting these these bench players, and you need to go get some talent, man. I mean, yeah, I mean it's easy to say that, but it, really the Rockets they just don't have that much to offer. You saw the report this week that they're trying to shop Brandon Knight in a first round pick for wing defenders. 
but nobody's interested in that whatsoever because of course Brandon Knight what he hadn't played in a year and a half two years or he's just now coming back from that and then as well you know these first round picks I mean while you can find value late in the first round you got to assume that the Rockets are not going to be a lottery they team haven't, they haven't been exactly yeah, they haven't found value in the first round exactly so I mean I, you know you look at it the Rockets top target right now appears to be Contavious Caldwell Pope which Pope did say this week if there was a trade to the Rockets he would accept that because I believe he does have the veto ability as he far has as a veto I think so I could <laughs> oh, be wrong crazy. about that or he might have just been saying it might have just been saying that he's he was, okay he's okay it. going yeah. to the Rockets <laughs> okay. but yeah I mean I think I'm with you to a certain extent yeah they need talent but at the same time if we've seen it when this team gets healthy and they're all out there at the same time they're a team that can beat the best teams in the NBA they've beaten the Warriors earlier this year you've seen mm-hmm. them beat Portland so I mean I'm not as concerned with them getting another superstar per se but a they have to get health healthy which I mean that's I mean that's a thing in itself with Chris Paul out but they need to get some depth as well I mean of course the wing defender you know a wing defender I feel like could really put this team over the top as long as they can stay healthy so I mean but, but okay so you're saying like if they get Caldwell Pope and mm-hmm. you still got Chris Paul out that's not winning you a game I mean, if the, the well, for, you got to factor into that. Of course, uh, James Ennis is out, but you get James mm-hmm. Ennis, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and then you're able to shuffle them in there. I mean, a healthy Chris Paul. I mean, I'm not saying that the, I think this team can beat the Warriors, or I'm definitely not going to say that they're better than they were last year. But I mean, I still think that the team is somebody that can beat anybody, maybe outside of Golden State, in a seven game series in the playoffs. And I mean, the biggest anybody? thing. I think anybody. Without, I mean, because right now we're talking about without Chris Paul, we don't know how he's going to bounce back. Well, and yes, and I'm assuming Chris Paul comes okay, back. Okay. Without okay. Chris Paul, this team is done. This team is not a playoff team without Chris Paul. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But the problem is with their best defender out, with Golden State's best defender out, okay, everybody says, well, we lost uh, because Chris Paul got hurt. Well, you were in it because their best defender was out. Oh, you're going you're gonna to compare the Andre Iguodala injury to Chris Paul? There's no way. You this can't is say why. That. Because there's guys on Golden State who do certain things. You look at so so their best two way player is who? Yeah, on Golden State best yes. two way player. Their best two way player, probably Clay or Draymond. Okay, so so let's say Clay. Okay. Clay doesn't show up in the playoffs. Yeah, it, like, not in Western Conference championships, not in finals. He really, he rarely uh, shows well, he, up. Okay, well, Western Conference. Steph Curry rarely really, okay, really shows that up. See that OKC game? He saved the Warriors single handedly well, in that one game. Well, you know what? But if he was their number one guy, then they wouldn't be there. That's the problem. So they have guys to do certain things that make them go. He is the guy who they go and they say, hey, I need you to guard James James Harden mm-hmm. and make James Harden go for one for eight. I need you to go guard Chris Paul. And that's what he did. And when he went out, it's when the Rockets beat him by 20. So we got to look at the whole spectrum. If you're not going to get guys like that that, can, that are known and have a history for doing things like that, at the end of the day, we're talking about championship for this team. If we get back to if we get back to the Western Conference Final, you think that's gonna be enough? I mean, not for the uneducated fan. Yeah. Now, for me and you, we're looking at different things. Yeah. But for the whole spectrum, for the whole city, and for wanting to attract free agents, which is what me and Chuck were talking about, mm-hmm. and I think the last one he said was Dwight Howard, but yeah. Dwight Howard came here and he couldn't play back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you <laughs> have to say Chris Paul was a free agent, even though it was a sign and trade. He still hold committed on, to come here, though. So, so something I didn't get to talk about because we ended last time. Let's look at the Chris Paul situation. Chris Paul's how old? At the time when he came here, 32, 33? 32, okay. Was he already having injury issues? Or oh, was absolutely. It, did it just start? Yeah. So it just started. So you're telling me, you're 32. Someone offers you 100 and how much? 38? 100. Well, I, it was content. He came here contingent probably that he was getting a match, max deal. But yeah, 40, okay. million, 40, 40 to $45 million a year. Okay. Are you saying that he could have went anywhere else and been with a guy like James Harden, who not only can he lead, 
But James Harden is taking over all the scoring abilities. I mean, responsibilities, right? Mm-hmm. So Chris Paul, all he really got to do is dish out some assists and maybe score 15 to 20. That's all we're expecting out of him, right? Mm-hmm. So why would he not sign that deal? He well, is I mean, not your marquee free agent at that point. I'm not saying he's not, I'm not the saying best he's, player. I'm not saying he's like an all-time great free agent signing or anything, but at the same time, I mean, I still think that that is. But he backed up. We backed up the Brinks truck for him. And he would have been an idiot not to sign. So it's well, not I'm like saying, we he got still could have gotten from, that money anywhere else he got. Now, but there we go back. So to remember Houston, when Chris Paul they were trying to do the trade to L.A. Right. Uh-huh. Would that Chris Paul have came to, came to Houston? No, because he had options. He don't have options right now. Before signing that deal, he didn't have a lot of yeah, options. I'm sure he had. I guarantee you there's not 15 to, to 16 the type, teams that would have given him a max a, contract. On a, on a Mike D'Antoni team that's that's point guard friendly, and he didn't have to be the number one but option. That, but that goes to it. That may, That's what makes Houston an attractive free agency destination. Maybe not for other positions, but for a point guard. And I mean, I you know, I, I'm I'm with you to a certain extent. I'm kind of in, the, in between, what, between what you and Chuck say. I don't think that Houston is this amazing free agency destination. No, I think it that is, said, but players, for whatever reason, I'm not I'm not crapping on Houston as a city. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, for whatever reason, these guys that are top talent, mm-hmm. they're not seeing it. They're not, they're not. Maybe they, I don't know. May, I don't know what it is. Maybe mm-hmm. there's not enough Starbucks around. Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, they're not coming here. I mean, we look at the guys, the guys that are coming here and signing, they're on the last leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see here. I mean, of course, it's going to be an interesting free agency coming up. And I, I, I'm sure, I mean, you know, I know, of course, the Rockets are kind of into it as far as, uh, you know, cap space goes. But I'm sure you're going to see them make some moves for some guys. So we'll find out this offseason. Now, one transition in here, one free agent or one team in the local Houston area that doesn't seem to have problems with free agents <laughs> is the. Houston Astros uh, the real, yeah hey yeah. But, you know we talked about it in the past weeks the Astros you know we, you you agreed that they needed to get back offensively to really get back to where they were a couple years ago and be those World Series champions you saw the first move of the offseason really big move at least for the Astros of this offseason signed a guy by the name of Michael Brantley the former Cleveland Indian to mm-hmm. a two-year 32 million dollar deal now Brantley is a guy that's uh, you know close to a 300 all-time hitter really is a guy that is going to be very very good for this team doesn't strike out a lot offensively does have injury problems in the past but mm-hmm. Steven I think I, I think you might be seeing the Astros go what you go the way of what you've been saying of course going back to offensive you know the offensive minded baseball uh, whereas last year you know there was more of a focus on the pitching which is I think going to be is going to be huge for him this year um, also as well the interesting news to come out of that and I kind of want to get your take on this one. So the Astros' top prospect, Kyle Tucker, mm-hmm. he's their bet, you know, of course, upcoming guy. Uh, looks like he's about ready to come up. But Kyle Tucker is a left fielder, mm-hmm. and they signed Michael Brantley, who's a left fielder. Mm-hmm. So that's leading to a lot of speculations that they're going to trade their top prospect for a blockbuster trade. Mm-hmm. Steven, now there's kind of two thoughts on this one. Of course, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to compromise the future for the Astros and trade away young talent. At the same time, do you think that the window is closing and this is the time to make a move to trade one of your top prospects to get an elite superstar? If you feel like he's not ready, you got to do it now because you got. We talked about last week. You got a lot of money coming mm-hmm. up. You got to pay folks, and you have to win now. To also think about it with with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I mean, now they pay more money than anybody else, so that's that's a big factor. Yeah, but. Well, we just talked about attractive destinations. Mm-hmm. People want to win at this point. These participation trophies are, <laughs> are not given out in, in 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 these these real sports. So they want to win, and they want they want that legacy to be built for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you look at that, you have to trade to get guys that can help you win. Now, now, obviously, if he's if this if they trade him and he goes and just wreck shop yes. wreaks havoc then yeah it kind of sucks but at this point you don't know so if you're holding on to this young talent that may not be ready yeah. and then you keep them but then you got this guy who's ready now 
and it it affects you. I mean, you could lose your job like that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and, and Jeff Luno, I, I trust because I mean, he's right. been arguably the best GM uh, in the city of Houston as far as right. what he's done to the city. Brought a championship here, so I'll trust whatever decision he makes. But yes, you know, any if you make that trade, you know, even if Tucker pans out and becomes a superstar, as long as they make a move that helps them win a World Series exactly. championship, that's for that's forgiven. It, it's, it's forgiven. It doesn't matter at that. point. I mean, they probably traded guys to get the team that exactly. they have now that we're not talking about. Yeah. why they won a championship. Exactly. Yeah, you, you're exactly right because I mean one guy comes to mind Mike Fultonevich he was a, mm-hmm. he was an all-star last year uh, he's a guy that they traded to get Evan Gaddis for a guy that contributed off uh, contributed for the Astros in the postseason run so going to be interesting to see if they do make a trade got one guy to keep an eye on JT Real Muto the catcher for the Miami Marlins really arguably the best catcher in baseball I think you could possibly see him make a move for that but we'll see here in the next little bit all right coming up Steven's licking his chops here we got two segments of NFL we're going to break down what those playoffs are looking like and hey you're going to have to tell us are your Patriots done but make sure you t- stay tuned. You're listening to Wildcard Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. More sports talk. This is my manly voice, which actually sounds creepy. Sports. With Will and Trina coming up. Vinyl Draft Radio. Still creepy. If you have a vehicle registered in Texas, you can join artists like Lyle Lovett, Pat Green, Randy Rogers, and more when you purchase a Texas Music license plate from the Texas DMV. $22 out of the $30 fee goes directly towards the Texas Music Office, which funds music lessons and instruments for under-resourced school children, as well as towards funding live music and community music programs all around the state. Just head to TexasMusicOffice.com or the Texas DMV for more info on how to order your Texas Music specialty license plate. Lamont Brands is a veteran-owned business serving the Houston Clear Lake area and beyond. Their in-house capabilities include screen printing, embroidery, rhinestones, heat press transfers and thermal flex design, as well as e-commerce solutions and on-site fulfillment. If you're looking to brand your business through custom apparel and or promotional products, Lamont Brands should be your first and only call. Lamont Brands is located at 920 Gemini in Houston. Give them a call at 281-286-7553 or visit them online at lamontbrands.com. We the people have a right to superior cocktails and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. Our speakeasy inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting with a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails. There is something for every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution. Evolution. Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. Welcome back on in. You're listening to Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Steven, it is almost the best time of the year. We are getting into it, the playoff football. We've already been talking about the Texans a little bit more, uh, of course, or before first segment and everything, but Man, this is just some of my favorite time of the year. It's some of the most stressful time of the year as a fan and stuff. Yeah. But, man, these NFL playoffs, I'm not sure we've really had this much or this many question marks at least going into the playoffs as far as teams and seeding, at least in recent memory. I mean, I can't I can't think of a year at least as far as that no. goes. Because, I mean, you look at it right now, uh, right now as far as the way the standings sit, right now you got the Texans, I mean, I'm sorry, the Chiefs, number one, Texans, two, 
Patriots three, Steelers four, uh, of course, uh, Los Angeles at five, and I think Baltimore's still sitting there at the sixth yeah, seed uh, with Indianapolis hot right on their there. trail. Yeah, right. I there. mean, Tennessee's still in it yeah. too. I think. Yeah, and I mean, I think the only the only the only seating that's a lock at this point, and it's not even a lock because <laughs> the Baltimore's right behind them, but it's the Steelers at the four seed. You know, I I mean, that's the only thing you can say at this point, which yeah. I just it's, it's insane. We, I, I don't I can't remember in all of my watching football something like this where. And then, you know, the other side is kind of kind of locked, but not really. One seed's locked at this point. But, yeah. I mean, you look at it, uh, what, the, the Bears are only one game behind the Rams. Uh, at Ram, or Bears are sitting at the three seed. Rams are number two. Mm-hmm. And the Bears are only one game behind them. And right. they have the head-to-head tiebreaker against them. So, yep. yeah, there's a lot of parity going on in both, in both sides. So, you know, that being said, of course, really where it got interesting was last week. Going into it, the Chiefs were the one seed uh, with the Chargers one game behind them. Uh, uh, Patriots were the two seed. Uh, Texans were the three seed, and we talked about Texans missed an opportunity last week to jump up to the two seed. But what you saw happen last week, of course, the Chargers beat the Chiefs, which we already talked about. Chiefs still own the head to head or own the tiebreaker against them, but conference record, right? Yeah, the conference record, but the Chiefs have or division record, but the Chiefs have a tough game this week against Seattle. So we're going to see how that shapes out. But the first thing we got to get to, of course. Patriots upset by the Steelers 17 to 10 on Sunday. Of course, they dropped to the number three seed. Even worse news for the Patriots this week. Josh Gordon is now out. Steven, are your Patriots done? Uh-oh. 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 We're never Pull, done. Pulling, we're out, never the, pulling done. out the patch shirt. We're huh? never done. Until we're out of the playoffs, we're never done. Uh. I will say I'm not liking the play. I'm not, I'm not I'm not completely delirious. I'm not liking the play. I wish we can get more back to consistent run game because uh, that was the key to a lot of us winning. I, I think when I look back statistically on every game that they won, except for one, uh, Sony Michelle was at 98 yards. Uh-huh. So two more yards to get to 100. But every time we're over 100 yards rushing, um, we, we've won all those games. And also those road games, you got to create a, a dominance with running the ball because that keeps the, the crowd quiet because you're mm-hmm. getting first downs and you're getting the offense off the field, which is people show up to see the offense. Day. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's what the fans want to see and that's what keeps them hype. So, I, that's what they need to get back to. They need to get back to what makes Brady more comfortable. Um, I did not, the defense played better, but there are crucial times where they could have really took over the game uh, where some mistakes were made. I saw it was crucial third down play where Roethlisberger got pushed out of the pocket and he acted like he was going to run, but it was still like six yards and he had a guy right next yeah. to him. Well, the, the backer looked at, um, I forgot what that kid's, Jalen Samuels. He looked at him and then he went after after Ben and then Ben threw it right over his head and the guy got like a 15-yard like a yeah. game. So just key things like that, penalties were critical this is the most penalized game we've had in years and i think we were almost at 100 yards in penalties yeah so that's that's what's gonna do it we gotta we gotta kill and those are all things that can be fixed so it's it's not too bad but it can be fixed i just don't like it because you know i'm, I'm spoiled i'm so used yeah. to these guys <laughs> yeah, not making yeah, bonehead plates but you know at the same time i'm watching the football to know that okay you know what that can be fixed but back to what you talked about with josh gordon man just prayers go out to that kid man he he, he yeah. he's he's he just man he something's wrong mentally i mean it's it's that when you have a repeated i mean it just over and over yeah. it repeats itself i mean the kid's got a problem and i mean he does yeah. man so prayers go out to him as a patriots fan i'm, I'm not 
angry at him, obviously, mm-hmm. and they're not a fan of football. I mean, these guys are humans first, so just prayers out to him that he can get better. If yeah. he never steps on the football field again, but he's not dead somewhere, yeah. then I mean, I'm okay with that. Absolutely, yeah. No, of course, you know, first and foremost, that's definitely what you have to be concerned about, and that's great. But I mean, you know, you, it, for me at least with the Patriots going back to it, you know, looking at this team, you know, I think the Gordon, you know, the Gordon loss is huge for them as a team, and of course, again, same thing. Hope that personally he's able to get it together. But on top of that, you know, the thing, it just feels different. It feels like every year, or at least every two years, there's a, there's a time in the season where people question, you know, is, is are the are the Patriots done? Or mm-hmm. is Tom Brady done on this one? And for the most part, I'm always with you. I always think, you know, you never can count the Patriots out, but something just seems different this year. There's, you know, there's been coaching mishaps. There's mm-hmm. been different things like that, which is correctable stuff, but... At the same time, you look at him on the offensive side of the ball. You know, the weapons, Brady just doesn't seem to have the same weapons around. We were talking about it going into the break. Gronk cannot get separation anymore. Mm -hmm. He's not the runaway freight train that he is. Julian Edelman, I don't know if there's maybe a disconnect as far as them not being on the same page or if he's still injured on stuff, but it just doesn't seem like he's the same Julian Edelman he's been in past years. And as well, you talk about the injuries with the run game. Sony Michelle being out for, you know, extended periods of time on that one. There just, there needs to be a lot that needs to go right I think for the Patriots to get this back on track offensively and I think if they don't get a first round buy if they're not able to get that two seed I'm not sure we see the Patriots in an AFC championship game this year okay so we'll, we'll I'll, I'll come back with that we've won a Super Bowl without Gronk we've been the Super Bowl without Gronk I agree so, but you've had other weapons but not really same team oh, what other weapons that we have I mean like I mean uh, so last year's Super Bowl where well not last year's but the year before where he he was out and we beat the Falcons. Who's different on the team? Well, Julian Edelman was still the explosive player, making unreal catches out but there. But you, you got you got to and remember. James White was another really good third round uh, third down back that but they had they, out of the backfield. They're not what Chuck would like to say is old. So we just got to get back to using them. That's why I'm saying that running game and coming out of the backfield has been very effective for us. They just got to get back to it, and I think that's something in the film room they're gonna see. I mean. It, it's it's very disheartening that the play calling that they have made, but I think with Josh Gordon leaving the team, unfortunately in the way that he did, but him leaving the team, that's going to force them to go back to what got him there. Yeah. Instead of, oh, we got this new weapon, let's use it. Mm-hmm. Because they were all in on him. When I look at snap count, he was two in snap count. Yeah. I think it was he was right up there, so they used him. So that's going to force them to get back to, okay, what made us successful? Because that's one of the most dangerous teams that we will keep doing what we do until you stop it. It's not a, oh, well, I'm kind of bored of running the ball. Let's yeah. let's try an all-out, you know, mm-hmm. an all-out flower out. I mean, they're not going to do that. So uh, I look at Edelman. I think Edelman's going to gonna step up. Chris uh, Chris Hogan is going to be very important. They're going to use him a little more because you think about it, Josh Gordon takes away what Chris Hogan does. Mm-hmm. So you looked at early, they got him involved uh, against the Steelers with the 60-yard touchdown. Just got to see more of that. Yeah. And then if, if you take away all those penalties, we're talking about a completely different game. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you at least as far as that goes. But, I mean, you know, the other thing too for me, at least watching Tom Brady, you know, it just doesn't seem like, you know, he for the first time he seemed kind of like an old quarterback to me a little bit. At least he didn't that, look old in the 41 no, no, Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm, my, point, my point being is that, you know, he wasn't taking hits. He did, you know, he was obviously getting the ball off quickly. You know, you look at the AFC championship game, you know, a few years ago where you guys played in Denver. And I mean, he was just getting mauled left and right. Yeah. You know, he was standing in the pocket taking those hits. It doesn't seem like Brady wants to be doing that anymore. And you can't blame him. I mean, of course, no, no, he can't. He, he's old. I mean, he's older. I mean, of course, wants to hit, take care of himself and he wants a life after football. So right, right. I can't blame him for that. But that being said, once they get into the playoffs, 
I mean, they're going to be going up against teams with, you know, probably some elite pass rushes. I mean, even if you look at the Chiefs, as far as, you know, we talk about how terrible the secondary is, mm-hmm. but they have they can get after the quarterback. The yes. Texans can get after the quarterback, yes. and the Ravens most certainly can get after the quarterback, and, and the uh, Chargers as well. So those are going to be some elite pass rushing teams, Packers. and I think it's going to cause problems for the Patriots. So let me just ask you this. If the Patriots don't get a first-round bye, do they get to the AFC Championship game? Man, you see this shirt I got on? You know, you got Chuck got to be here and answer that question. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say yes. Okay, I'm gonna say yes. You're gonna, all pull, the way. you're gonna pull the Chris Paul or whatever when uh, when I think they asked him. They're like, "Can this team win?" He was like, "Man, what do you want me to say? Like, what do you want me to say?" <laughs> I mean, that, that's how I feel at this point. Yeah. But a little different is we're gonna have a little more success than what he said. Uh-huh. But what I'm telling you is, uh, as long as number twelve is out there, as long as you got Belichick. As a coach, and they, I, I read some some articles this week that practice was not was not uh, player friendly. Oh, yeah. These meetings are not player friendly. He is they are addressing the issues. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting up there like uh, like uh, O'Brien would like to do and argue with with the reporters, yeah. we're taking ownership mm-hmm. and we're gonna get it fixed. I guarantee. I, I'm calling a guarantee right now. So obviously we're playing the Bills, but the Bills are actually the number two defense in the league right now. Yeah. So I'm calling it right now. On our offense, you will not see more than 50 yards in penalties on the whole actually on the whole team oh yeah discipline wise you're not going to see more than 50 yards in penalties and when you think about it people say oh is that a lot that's actually like three calls mm-hmm. I mean depending on what the calls are yeah so Sp- certainly you, if it's like a pass yeah. interference call right right so so you're, you're not going to see it so they, they're going to come back more disciplined they're going to be ready to play and I think they're going to have a different mentality because now it's crunch time yeah it is. And I mean, they're, they're going to have an opportunity. Of course, you know, we talked about Texans have a tough game in Philly. If Texans can win this game, I mean, I think they're a lock for that for that two seed unless they just, you know, completely, you know, bull, or do or completely do a Texans like thing and lose to the Jaguars last uh, last game of the year. Well, that being said, of course, the uh, Patriots are not the only team, of course, that was really disappointed this past week. Uh, the the Dallas Cowboys, we got to get into it. Of course, oh they were tw- got shut out for the first time, what, in like eight or nine years or something like that? 23 nothing against the Colts. So from this game, do you think it was more in- that game was more indicative of showing the Cowboys weaknesses or showing that the Colts are a legitimate contender? Colts are a legitimate contender and their defense has stepped up. You looked at when they played the Texans and beat them. They neutralized Hopkins. They neutralized the mm-hmm. run game. They got, they got in the backfield. They made Deshaun make some mistakes. So I I think we're not since we're not very used to seeing this defense yeah. play the way it's been playing. I mean, it's never played this way uh, except for their championship year with Peyton. So that's a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. I mean, I you know, you look at it, I mean, I said a couple weeks ago, you know, before they had that six to nothing shutout loss to the Jaguars, I thought the Colts were going to sneak in and be that 60. And I thought they were going to be able to wreak a lot of havoc after they lost that. I kind of cooled off on them. But that being said, Luck is playing like an MVP. Now, he didn't have an, an amazing statistical game right, against right. the Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys are, are top five they defense. They are, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's why he didn't. But for you to be able to, to – your defense to match their defense and their running game. Yeah. So, the, the, the Texans running game that we talk about so well, Marlon Mack did that yes, for did. the Colts. I think he had over 150 yards, if I'm not I mistaken. I think he had two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, so he was he was a big bulk of, of that offense. Yeah, and I mean, I think they really established themselves, the Colts, as contenders and I mean as a Chiefs fan I know I certainly don't want to face Andrew Luck in the playoffs yeah. uh, but I mean hey <laughs> let, oh, yeah. let me ask you okay couple, a couple quick questions on that game before we go to break uh-huh. Luck or J.J. Watt for comeback player of the year got to be luck. Even it's though Watt, Watt's got 14 and a half sacks. Yeah, but they always, they always give it to the quarterback. Fair enough, fair enough. They always give it to the quarterback. And who wins the NFC East? 
the NFCs, Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, okay. Cowboys. Yeah, I think they do too. Now, whether or not they're going to be able to do anything in the playoffs, it's going to be interesting. But when you got a run game and you hey, got man, a defense like, like they, better, they have, uh, you better stop talking like that. You got to, yeah, check your tires when you get outside. Yeah, I know, right? Cowboys Cowboy fans, fans everywhere. everywhere. You're right. You're right about that. But I agree. I think they win the NFC East, and I still think the Cowboys have the ability to go anywhere and win a game because with that defense and run game, as long as you can keep those prolific offenses off the field, mm-hmm. you got a chance. Well, coming up here, we're going to dive a little bit more into the NFL. Got some other interesting stuff to get to possible Carson Wentz trade we're going to see what Steven thinks about that as well Rams Saints Chiefs lots of stuff to get into we got to get really diving into these playoffs and see what it's going to look like but make sure you stay tuned you're listening to wildcard sports on vinyl draft radio (laughs) connect with Will and Trina on Facebook or go to vinyldraftradio.com when you're looking for a new home John Wilkinson can help answer questions related to obtaining a mortgage lender up to finding and securing the best home for you. John will take your best interests as his own and provide valuable property and neighborhood information that is important to your family. Call John at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to start looking for your new home. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. What is up? Welcome back on in. You're listening to Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm your host, Will, joined by my co-host, Steven, as we head into our final segment here. Uh, I've been talking a lot about those local sports teams. Of course, Astros making a big signing with Brantley. Uh, Texans got that two seed right now. You know, of course, a lot of things could change this upcoming weekend, and we've been diving around the NFL, talking about all the different stuff. Patriots, Steven still thinks that they're there. I think the Patriots might be done. But we'll see here. Of course, as I said, it is I hope we play y'all in the playoffs. (laughs) I hope you do too because i think we'll kick well i better watch my language i think my mother's watching but but uh but uh uh, no that being said of course i think it's going to make for some awesome playoff matchups here but yeah diving it back into it we talked about the cowboys you still think the cowboys win the east now uh going back to the nfc i want to stay in the nfc with you steven on this one because uh you look at the nfc and you know you're right we've been talking a lot about the afc really of course because you know we're all fans of the afc my Mm -hmm. chiefs your patriots of course the texans as well are all in the afc but the NFC has got a lot of intriguing storylines. Right now, you've got the Saints at the number one seed, the Rams, who just lost to the Eagles at the two seed. And uh, at three, you've got the Bears at 10 and four. And then you've got the Cowboys at, uh, I think, what, eight and five right mm-hmm. now, uh, if I'm not mistaken on that one. There's a lot of good teams in the NFC. Out of all those teams, what I mean, who do you think is the most balanced team and who do you think is the most underrated team? What team has the ability to surprise them? And mainly I'm talking about the Bears or the Cowboys going into the playoffs. Pretty much the Bears are the most uh, complete team. And I look at the Cowboys being the most really? underrated team because they haven't won in, in so long. So people are just forgetting that, you know, they, they have beat good teams. But they also, when you had that defeat last week, that kind of erases everything. So they, yeah. took, they took two steps forward and 14 steps back. Um, but I look at the teams. I look at – I like – what the Bears can do. Yes. And if you got to go to Soldier Field, that's what I was talking about, that, how that how important that fan mm-hmm. base is. Um, 
people are afraid to go there. Yeah. There, there, there's tons of history there. Those guys play up in that Khalil Mack trade. Oh, my God. Man, he might be the MVP of the league. I mean, he I, should be. Unfortunately, he won't. Yeah, but he of course not. Be. But, yeah. It, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see because he's really stepped up. And I'm pulling up the Rams schedule right here because you look at it. Mm-hmm. The Bears have a, have the chance to get one of those first-round buys because they're only one game behind the Rams. And they, of course, do have the head-to-head tiebreaker when they beat the Rams. But uh, looking at the Rams are going to be at the Cardinals. And then they're going to have home against the 49ers. So they should win out. The Rams should win out. Should end up being what uh, uh, thirteen and three. But that being said, if the if the Bears can get a first round buy, that Bears team does have the ability, I think, to go into New Orleans because we've talked about it all year. You know yeah. who can go into New Orleans or who can go into Arrowhead, whoever has a number one seat and beat a team. And if to beat both those teams, you know, what, no matter who you're talking about, you have to have a solid running game. You have to be able mm-hmm. to establish that, keep those offenses off the field, yeah. and you have to have a defense that can get after the quarterback. Bears right. have that. Bears yep. have they that, have. and I think they can get in there. Yep. But it's going to be interesting to see of course yeah i still think of course the rams uh do end up getting that by and then you look at it as well the saints offense is struggling i mean are you concerned at all as far as the saints going going into the playoffs uh offense has really been anemic for them if, last every, three weeks. if every team has to go to them i mean they should be okay because that offense picks up when who that nation is, is mm-hmm. there cheering yep. them on so oh, yeah. it's a different it's a different offense so fortunately for them they don't have to travel um but i mean if you look at you look at what they've been able to do this year is just I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. If you think about without the Stefan Diggs, the Minnesota Miracle. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they're in the there. NFC Championship. They're in the yeah. NFC Championship and we may be talking about a whole different team because yeah. I don't think they would have got stomped on the way Minnesota did. Yeah, against against Philadelphia. But for Philadelphia sure. was I mean, they were on a different level uh um on that last year. So, you know, we'll never know. Time yeah. won't tell. But I mean, the Saints have a chance to do that this year. And if outside of probably the Chargers or the Chiefs, I think they can they can just annihilate any team. Any but the problem is the Super Bowl is not in New Orleans. Yeah, that's true. So I that's, mean, it's still be in a dome stadium. I mean, they're going to be in a comfortable environment. And I mean, with the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, I mean, it's even talent. Everybody's getting up to play for that game. But I agree with you to a certain extent. I don't think there's a lot of teams in the AFC that can beat the Saints. And I think really the Chiefs, the Chargers, and I mean, if your Patriots can get it together, they can always you know scheme up. That would be something else to see Tom Brady versus Drew Brees in the Super Bowl. Oh man, that, yeah, that, that would be an all time great one. Yeah, but, I don't know if they'll make it though. We'll yeah, be there. We'll <laughs> well, yeah, you talked a little bit about the Eagles as well. Of course, you know, Carson Wentz, it looks like it's going to be shut down for the rest of the year. Um, Nick Foles, you know, of course, came in there, played a solid game against the Rams, went into Los Angeles and beat them. Uh, kind of want to just get your thoughts on this. Is there any thought, if you are in the Eagles front office, is there any thought to possibly trading Carson Wentz? Let's say let's say the, the Jaguars or somebody comes to you and says, we'll give you two first-round picks for Carson Wentz. Oh, you got to do it. You got to do it. You really? got to do it. Well, the reason why you got to do it is because you look at... Franchise quarterbacks aren't easy to come across, though. Yeah, but is he that? Is, or is it the coaching? Because he got out. Th- think about it this way. So, he got out, right? You look at what the Patriots did, where when Bledsoe went down and they mm-hmm. took a chance on Brady. Now, they were able to do that because they had a solid defense and it gave him yeah. time to become who he is. But if he didn't show up to win, I mean, we're talking about a whole different history now, yeah. right? So, you got to look at it this way. They trade him, and he has injury problems. That's the one thing that it's not the inconsistency because inconsistency because he played well. But if he's not on the field, man, it's it's like what are you going to do at this point? Yeah. And if you can go get because they're going to have holes, 
Every mm-hmm. Super Bowl team has holes oh, after yeah. the fact. So they have to plug these holes. Well, what best thing the way you can plug up the holes? In the draft, Get yeah. extra first-round picks. Yeah. So, I mean, look at what – now, unfortunately for the Patriots, you know, our offense has been a little anemic lately. But look at what they did with the with the, the Cooks trade. And mm-hmm. we talked about Cooks earlier. But, I mean, has Cooks looked explosive this year? Has he I mean, looked he's like, good, but, I mean, I definitely is think Is he a top-five uh, receiver? No, but he could have definitely helped out a lot with the Patriots, especially the way that you guys Yeah, but you know what? Like I said, back to the running game. We didn't have a true number one – we didn't have a true running back. Right now, we have a true running back going into the playoffs. And if, like I showed you, like our statistics show, if he is used more heavily and, and gets those over 100-yard carries, then they win the game. So if you look at you, you look back to where uh, what's more important, you got to have these key, these key issues. So you look at what hurt the Eagles. They lost all the running backs. Yeah. So injuries, and you look at Carson Wentz can't take you over. So, I mean, the, the coaches are – What's putting him to be successful? I mm-hmm. think he's a, I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's is a, he wasn't he's not elite. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, it, if they can get two to three first round picks for him, I think yeah, you probably probably pull the trigger. At the same time, I think there needs to be a lot of thought that goes into that because Wentz talent. I mean, of course we know about the injuries, but his talent alone. I mean, he he does have the ability. But to be you a you won a, you won key playoff games in a Super Bowl without him, so mm-hmm. you have to take that into account. Yeah, I mean, he, he has a borrowed ring pretty much at this point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we've only got what about forty five seconds uh-huh. left. Um, so I got a couple a uh, couple questions I want to get to you. Who is the number? Who's going to be the number one seed in the AFC? See, it's it's got to be Chargers or Chiefs. Man, you know what? You're a friend of the family. My wife loves you. She told you. So let me tell you how today. Uh, Will ate her cookies and he talked them up. So he's a oh, friend for they life. Were, oh, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, amazing. she hasn't made them since you left. So I got to invite you. Yes, over. please but, do. But anyway, um, I think the Chargers, man. Yeah, they're the most complete team in the AFC. And I mean, you look at it. The Chiefs are going to have to go to Seattle. Chargers get a tough or get a tough game at home against the Ravens. Uh, but we'll see about that. How will your life? How will your life end up being, Will, if? Phillip Rivers can win a Super Bowl. I will I will cry. I will cry myself <laughs> to sleep every night. I will never watch the NFL again. Ever. Hey, man, he's a good parent. He's All got right. like 13 kids. He takes care no, of them. <laughs> screw that guy. I hate him. No. All right, one last question. Where does Joe Flacco play next year? Is he in Baltimore or is he somewhere else? He's definitely somewhere else. Uh, if I was the Jags, don't pay him. Don't pay him. Don't pay him. Go get somebody in the draft. Derek Carr, or they could make a trade for them. So I don't know, man, if he's going anywhere. Yeah. I hope Lamar Jackson, Jackson goes off on Saturday or tomorrow so he can beat those Chargers and I can feel a little bit more at ease with my Chiefs getting the one seed <laughs> but we'll see well that's all the time we have for today of course going to have a lot to get to next week uh, Texans of course hopefully can you know be one step closer to stealing sealing that uh, two seed at Steven Chagrin uh, as well hopefully my Chiefs Haters. can log up that first seed and maybe the uh, Rockets can get back look at on the track. shirt Texans fans oh, we're coming goodness. for you yeah well we're thank you guys you. so much of course for tuning in Steven thanks for coming on you've been thank listening you to Wildcard Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio Radio. Hey, Gore. Hey, Lou. How are you? <laughs> you know, it's a barbershop talk. Lou and Gore every Monday morning. If you don't listen, you're a chump. Yeah. Barbershop talk with Lou and Gore where we sit bullshit. Ah, I don't think we can cuss on this part. Barbershop talk with Lou and Gore where we sit BS and have some good times. Oh, wait a minute. That's me too. Yeah. Listen to us every Monday morning. Start your day off right. Final Drop Radio. Radio done differently.
Duck Sports Bar and Memorabilia in Leaf City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. Watch the game with friends, great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. Chuck's is also the home of celebrity bartender nights, open mic nights with Robert Del Toro, karaoke nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City, Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook, Chuck's Sports Bar, League City. 